Hello and good afternoon, Xbox Nation. Welcome to today's powerful episode of Xbox One-on-One, the new series added to the Double Barrel Gaming Network. And yes, this is going to be an ongoing series. It was originally launched as, uh, you know, let's test the waters and see what the community likes and doesn't like. And it turns out that you guys actually like this show. And you know what? I'm happy for it. Obviously, Zemi Games is happy for it. And we have a guest today. But before we get into the incredible topics, and we have a lot to get to. Actually, we got some more breaking news today that is not on the AAA level, but still relevant to the question of did microsoft buy square enix because i don't know folks i'm starting to wonder i'm starting to get those butterflies in my stomach that we might have a bethesda level excitement announcement coming soon and there's going to and we have some reason again clues it's nothing confirmed so don't go and you know on reddit and say boomstick who knows nothing says that they bought square enix it's just a theory it's just a thought it's just a feeling but Let's get into the introductions. And of course, leading up the pack is the cog that keeps these shows running each and every week. You know him as the bravest gamer this side of Texas. Please welcome Zemi Games. What's up, man? And I think it's also safe to say it's just a hope. It's just a hope for this. It's, it's a hope. Yes. It's a hope. Uh, but yeah, no, man, dude, I'm super excited to be here. Uh, I, I am a little sleepy. I, you know, I think I woke up after having like four or five hours of sleep. I was uh, busy. Why don't you tell the night. people why you're you're tired? Tell tell the Xbox gamers what you've been up to. I don't think I don't think I should tell the Xbox gamers. I think you should. I think you uh, shouldn't lie to our ads. audience. That's what well, I say. Boom. Do you remember? It was probably about a year ago that I started playing a lot of games on PC, and I sent you yes. a message, and I was like, "Dude, I feel so bad. I feel like I'm betraying the Xbox. Like, you know, like like that that I love I so that. much. That's funny. You say that. And, funny. and um, <laughs> and so I actually kind of feel the same way because uh, I just got a PS5, and I've been wanting one since you know release, and I unfortunately wasn't able to pre-order one. Uh, but I, I was able to get my hands on it, and I've just been playing a ton of PS3 uh, games that I missed out on uh, during that generation. And uh, just last night, I had to beat through um, Beyond Two Souls, and my God, is it! I mean, it's still a great game today. Uh, but yeah, that, that's just basically I've, I've been I've been a traitor to Phil Spencer. Uh, he's going to send me a letter in the mail, and you know, I think Todd Howard might come over to your house and take. I, it I, I might not even get my Christmas present now. You know. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, we're, we're happy to have you. I'm glad you got a PlayStation 5. It is a great console uh, that has some pretty good games, uh, especially uh, someone like yourself who missed out on a lot of their big AAA titles that are in PlayStation Plus. Um, but, of course, this is an Xbox show. We're going to continue with the introductions. Pong Soul, the rookie sensation of the industry. Welcome. Good morning, Boom. Another day and another Boom show. Here I am, everybody. Uh, so yeah, no, thanks for again for the invite, Boom. I feel like I've been on your show uh, so much lately. I'm just a regular now. So this is uh, this is becoming uh, this is becoming just a uh, normal everyday thing for me. So I'm happy to be here. We got a lot to talk about, and like you said, Boom, I'm on your side of the fence. Square Enix, come on over. The grass is green on the Xbox side. Let's do this. 
emerald green, as if, if I may say so myself. You may. Folks, we're, we're, we're going to open up with a little bit of uh, fun, if you will. Hashtag fun as we wait for the people to file in. Hopefully, we can have some record numbers here. Hopefully, if you're new, you're enjoying the banter already, and you said, you know what? That boomstick cat has a deep New York voice, and I love hearing it, so I'm going to subscribe to his channel. Hopefully, you are doing that, and if you're already subscribed, folks... Do Boomstick a favor. I work real hard on these shows, and the the algorithm that's up, that the smaller channels are up against is not to be believed. It is a tsunami of incredible talent on YouTube, and there's a lot of content. And quite frankly, the only way we get you know dumped into this algorithm of success is from stuff like the like button. And if you're here and you're enjoying the weekly content, and mind you, this, this week there's going to be five five live shows in four days. Folks, it's it's madness. But you know what? I love you guys. I love gaming. And why not talk about it? So hit the like button and subscribe if you're not already subscribed. Uh, but let's let's open up with some fun, folks. You know, listen, for whatever reason it may be, uh, and, and uh, you know, it, it's funny because Everborn Saga, good friend of the show, panel member on the uh, um, you know, primetime gaming and an incredible artist with the Everborn Saga said that he thinks that I have some sort of connection with Microsoft because I do my show primetime gaming on Mondays at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, which we did last night. And we had almost 750 people uh, in the chat and it was a powerful episode. But he made the assumption or the connection, if you will, that they keep dropping these crazy Mondays from Microsoft. And I, I politely, you know, said that, no, I didn't talk to Phil yesterday, uh, that, you know, I didn't know this was coming. And, you know, I, may, I haven't talked to Phil at all, to be honest with you. But hopefully one day I'll change that. Um, but, yeah, another Monday, folks, we're just going to break down um, what exactly happened. If you missed it, you know, maybe people fell asleep like Zemi and missed all of Monday. So this is what happened. Uh, and this all happened by 9 a.m. Uh, you know, uh, you know, Pacific time, which is bananas, um, which would be would have been been 12 p.m. our time here on the East Coast, best coast. Um, you had the Outriders uh, con confirmation that it's coming to Xbox Game Pass day one, folks. That's a big deal. Now, whether you think it's a single A, double A, or triple A, I can't tell you. I think it's a triple A game. I think the game is going to do gangbuster numbers on Xbox Game Pass. I think it's going to live well on um, Xbox Live because of Game Pass and because this is a community that likes playing online. It's something that has been at the forefront of what has made Xbox successful. You had the five Bethesda titles, five of the biggest Bethesda titles, mind you, get the free FPS boost, bringing them from 30 to 60 FPS, change, literally changing the game. You had the Outer Worlds be brought up to 60 FPS and get the final expansion. Uh, you also had uh, the Doom Eternal Ancient Gods 2 teaser, which looks bananas. And of course, we had confirmation that Undertale, the indie darling that I think that even uh, Zemi is going to in probably try. And Zemi, this is for you specifically, Empire of Sin. It's a mobster gears tactics type of game in Game Pass today. Uh, that's right up your alley. I think you're going to literally put down your PlayStation 5, and you absolutely should. And last but not least, the cherry on top of this banana Sunday was the great 
Xbox wireless headset reviews that one particular um, entity, and we're going to talk about that. Well, some what what some of the, um, the you know the the gaming media is saying called it a mic drop moment for Xbox accessories. Um, panel, Azemi, I'll go to you first on this. How could Microsoft continue to? How could they top this, and can they continue this bananas Monday? Um, I mean, it's definitely a really good Monday, right? I don't know how much of this was planned, uh, you know, I, versus how much of it was just, you know, kind of just fell in their lap very, very conveniently. I mean, of course, you know, their their Bethesda release of news and the Outer Worlds and the Doom and, and all of that, of course, was planned. Now, were these excellent reviews planned? I probably not. Uh, but you know, it it for sure is uh, a very, very news packed Monday. Um, and, and I think it's something that a lot in the, you know, Xbox community have kind of been wanting, right? You know, we saw, uh, but, uh, I'm not Bethesda. Well, we did see Bethesda, but we saw PlayStation, uh, and Nintendo kind of both have their own like little, you know, mini shows and, 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 you know, the, like, you know, neither of those shows were like super, super, super amazing or anything like nothing. E3 they they were, they were roughly about average, potentially even slightly under. Yeah, sure. But but we had uh, a lot of people in the Xbox, you know, community and ecosystem kind of clamoring, like, why don't we get news? Um, and, and, you know, this definitely, you know, probably isn't at the same level as, you know, maybe even what uh, Nintendo showed us, but uh, it, it still is something right. And, and it's great news to have. And uh, it, it gives, you know, us gamers all that much more reason to jump back into Game Pass and, and you know, in the slow time of the season, you know, early, you know, early in the year is usually not super, super exciting for gaming. Um, we don't usually see a lot of the you know, heavy releases coming out until, you know, uh, summer and, and especially in fall and, and, and so on and so forth. And we're also in that strange time where we don't really typically get a ton of news anyway. Right. Uh, but this news is definitely exciting because it makes you want to jump into Game Pass and re-experience those Bethesda games. A lot of people have played uh, many of those Bethesda games probably on launch or just a few months after, right? And so them coming to Game Pass may not excite them, but once you up those frames per second, it gets them excited. A lot of people have already played The Outer Worlds, um, but once you add that new DLC, it gets people excited and they jump back into Game Pass. So... Um, this this news it's it's you know exactly that it's exciting and 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 it makes gamers want to jump back into Game Pass if they didn't already want to and replay and re-experience these these older games that you know came out several years ago or just a couple of years ago like The Outer Worlds and Doom Eternal, um and, and these expansions I think are you know absolutely fantastic. I'm not a huge Doom fan. Um, I I can hear the boo you know the booze in the chat, uh, but. Nonetheless, that's exciting news. I am a huge Outer Worlds uh, fan, and now I'm thinking to myself, how do I find the time to jump back into that game and experience it at 60 frames per second? And then also not only play this final expansion, but play the one that came out before as well, because I haven't played that. Um, and, you know, with, with, with the headsets, uh, I, I, aren't we going to be going a little bit further in detail for the headsets? Yes, later no, on no, we, we, we know so, again, it, it was so, basically just a list of what happened on yeah, Monday yeah. to, you know, to kind of, kind of, you know, wait for the people to file in and, and just talk about the excitement. Yeah. I mean, again, that, that's a, that's a packed bunch of news. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll just cut it at that, but this is definitely, um, what I would say is is the is the second appetizer that Xbox is giving us before E3. 
Yeah, you know what? Well, you know, we're going to be talking about what could be what's happening at the end of the month and what we yep. expect that to be. But Punk Soul, here's the thing. You know, we I like to look at uh, more than just one win before I bet on, you know, bet on a horse, right? You you, you got to see success. You got to see succession. That proves um, that they have the, you know, the stuff, if you will. So let's kind of rewind time, Pong, and talk about what what has what led up to Monday. And, and of course, today we have some, you know, again, small news, but it's going to segue into a conversation that's not, wasn't even meant to be a topic, but we have to talk about it. And, you know, Thursday we get the, we get the incredible and unbelievable uh, Bethesda Xbox uh, roundtable. Right. We get a bunch of, you know, we get a chance to hear from Sarah Bond, who I think is a rising star. I think she is really she's she what you're seeing with Sarah is uh, the future of Xbox. I I love her energy. I love her clarity. And I love the way she brings you in. Um, And of course, we got a chance to see Pete Hines. We got a chance to see Phil Spencer, Aaron Greenberg. And of course, of course, Zemi's Lord and Savior, Todd Howard. You know, Todd always looking like Todd. He looks like that's a good looking man right there. Praise be his name. (laughs) So listen, so we get that. And then at the end of the uh, of the event, we get the goosebump inducing best piece of marketing I've ever seen in the Welcome Home trailer. I mean, my God, how incredible was that? And then Friday, what do we get? We don't get we don't get five. We don't get 10. We don't get 15, folks. We get 20, 2-0 Bethesda games into Xbox Game Pass for the price of nothing. And then, of course, the weekend, we're all chilling. We're all playing these games. A lot of people like myself who who bought Prey, who played about maybe two hours into it, wanted to jump back into it, who bought the uh, the uh, you know Dishonored Definitive Edition, beat the first one, didn't beat Definitive Edition, started that. I've started so many games in the last couple of days, I don't know what to do with myself, right? And then, of course, Monday, boom, 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 boom. It's it, it's, it's like Emerald Legacy. It's, it's, it's bam, 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 all over the place, right? And then, you know, how, how can Microsoft continue to drive this momentum, Pong? Well, they are off to a uh, bombastic uh, start, right? This is the, this is how you do it. And we kind of went through a slow period waiting for that Zenimax deal to finally close. And, you know, again, I, I use the same terminology every time. It's, it, it is the first domino. So now they have, let's see, we are already in March. So as crazy as it is to think about, they have basically seven months to ramp up towards holiday. So they have a lot to get into this. We already know approximately of about 30 games or so that they have coming out this year. um, If everything lines up perfectly, plus some unannounced ones. So I think we are starting to see now that the ZeniMax acquisition is over with, we are now seeing Microsoft push towards holiday 2021, which is going to be monumental for them uh, with the way that things are looking right now. As we talked about, boom, we've talked about in other shows, we're talking about in the green room again, if everything lines up, holiday 2021 is going to be huge. They could have three triple A home run hitters in Forza Horizon 5, in Starfield, and in Halo all lined up for this holiday. So what do you do prior to that? You start pushing 
the hype train along and get it up to full speed. And that's what we're starting to see at this point. Now, is every Monday going to be like this? No, it's not. But what you have to have is you have to have a Monday like we did yesterday. And then you have to have some events sprinkled in, right? Where I think we're going to have at least one, maybe two events prior to E3. Uh, one of those events we're going to talk about uh, in coming up in the show here. Um, but I think that's what you do is you start giving the proper uh, spotlight to your smaller games, some of your third party uh, and second party deals that you have going. Obviously, Game Pass is going to be a primary focus, but you start giving the proper spotlight to all these games you got coming. Then, you know, around E3 time, you come out with, you know, all the Bethesda content, and we know every E3 Bethesda has a large amount to show. And I think with last year, with what happened last year, um, you know, some of the stuff getting pushed, uh, some of it getting delayed. I think this year is a big comeback year for both Bethesda and Xbox, where they show some of the stuff that they've been working on. Now, again, we know that it may not be as far along as we thought it would be at this point, but I think there are some things that they need to start showing because you get that hype for all of this coming together, holiday 2021, and even you know some teasers for stuff we're going to probably see maybe spring next year. But they have a large amount underneath their umbrella right now that it's important that they get some kind of pattern, some kind of system down where they're giving us information on a semi-regular basis that keeps their name. And again, we've talked about this many times, boom, they are reclaiming mindshare. That's one of yes. their big deals right now. They are yeah. reclaiming that. You saw it yesterday. What was happening? They trending a couple different times on yes, Twitter yeah, yesterday. On so, all, all yes, forms of social yes, media. It's crazy. Yes. yes. You had Game Pass trending. You had Outriders trending. That means people The wireless are headset was the trending, The wireless dude. headset was trending. Thank you for bringing that up. Absolutely. That's what you want. People talking about you. And that's something that Xbox has been missing, yeah. you know, in previous years. Like even their big announcements never really hit that mark because they were getting overshadowed by Nintendo or PlayStation at different points. And now what you see is the tables are turning. And now Microsoft has started to figure this thing out. They now have everything lined up that the way that they saw, you know, again, the, the grand scheme, the grand plan. Again, you can call it playing chess, whatever you want to say but the strategy is now lining up and so now what you're seeing is them going okay here's what we're going to start doing we're going to start dominating conversations whether positive you know or or we got the haters out there talking about us it does not matter at the end of the day people are going to be talking about us and that's the plan going forward leading up into these events whether big or small events you want people talking about it yesterday was just the start i mean obviously the zenimax acquisition was the real start but yesterday was the start of the smaller stuff that we're going to see going forward and unbelievable today they follow it up with another Game Pass announcement out of the blue, and I don't know if you want to talk about it, Boom. But oh no, we're we're, we're going to go. We're, we're definitely yeah. going to go into it. So by all means, yeah. lead, lead, lead us down the path. 
Okay, so look, we, we already knew like a lot of the games coming out, you know, with Outriders being announced, obviously, and confirmed yesterday. Huge deal to get that game in Game Pass. Huge. You cannot... You, you cannot undersell what that means to see a day-and-date AAA third-party game. We, we, we can have discussions about how good the game is going to be, but at, at, at this moment in time, one of the biggest games to arrive in 2021 so far is hitting Game Pass day-and-date. Huge deal. And then we've got smaller titles. You know, Empire of Sin, um, Undertale uh, got announced yesterday, right? So you're seeing more and more of these games. And then this morning, like like some stealthy ninja in the night, <laughs> you know. Major Nelson just puts up his usual come into Game Pass, and and they don't even like highlight it. It's down on the bottom row. Octopath Traveler. Are you kidding me right now? This is a game by Square Enix, a classic style JRPG. Yeah, you see um, that. Wait, let me stop uh, you right there. Yeah. I'm gonna let you continue your point. Yep. You just said something important. Yep. What is it? It a JRPG. A JRPG from Square Enix. Which right? was, by the way, a game that got nines, yep. 9.5s, and 10s from the gaming media in Game Pass, dude. Yes, in Game Pass. Stealth drop. They had not, Square Enix, like everybody has been, like, because it was a Switch exclusive in 2018. I believe it went to PC in 2019, but it was a console exclusive. Then they did. They did a deal with Stadia, and they were bringing it to Stadia. So everybody kind of assumed that the exclusivity was up. But Square Enix, unlike normal Square Enix, hasn't said anything about bringing it to any other consoles. Not even PlayStation have they really talked about this at all. People assumed, but there's really been no official news. And suddenly, it's showing up on a Tuesday morning in a Major Nelson post about Game Pass, saying that it's coming to Xbox day and date. But unbelievable, like you like you alluded to, boom. What is going on with Square Enix and Microsoft? Is this just part of Phil's, you know, inroads that he made by going to Japan all those times and 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 cutting deals, or is this something more? Ha have there been more talks behind the scenes? Are they getting friendlier? Finally, I mean, again, until Final Fantasy fourteen comes or whatever. But that w w are they finally, you know, loosening up Square Enix? And is Square Enix finally taking Game Pass seriously? Maybe the Sega success with Yakuza is loosening them up. Maybe they're finally seeing that there is something to be gained by dropping your games into Game Pass. But to have yeah. a, a game, like you said, that reviewed as well as it did, like Octopath Traveler from Square Enix, a classic style JRP drop into Game Pass you know, we'll call it day and date just because it hasn't been out on any other consoles other than the Switch. That is a surprise. That is a welcome surprise. And, and I couldn't be happier. And I hope this is a sign of more things to come down the road. You know, I want to continue with this because I'm looking right now at uh, BestBuy.com. Octopath Traveler, a Switch game. Is still sixty five oh one after tax. <laughs> okay, this is this is a yep. this is a fifty to eighty hour JRPG that is reminiscent of the classics like Chrono Trigger, uh, and this is a sixty dollar game in Game Pass with everything they just dropped, and we know is coming for the uh, for the price of your fifteen dollars a month, folks. This yep. is. This is this is in, an incredible situation we're dealing with. I I gotta tell you, and, and look, 
we've Zemi, we've talked about this before. We don't expect people to throw their hands up in the air and go running to trade their PlayStation 5s in a GameStop. That's not going to happen. But I think that we are we are at a point in gaming that with the world pandemic still raging, with monies uh, you know, you know, being what you know, you know what they are because of the pandemic. Because people are still working from home, or even some in some places sheltering in place because of little outbreaks here and there. Gaming has become big. Gaming has become big, but Game Pass has become bigger because the overall um, value cannot be denied, and even the hardcore of hardcore. PlayStation guys and gals can no longer sit on the sideline and deny what Microsoft is doing. And people are going to take notice and they're going to start playing. And to see, this is, this is, this is Phil's unbelievable dream coming to fruition. And look, Sony, they're very set in their ways. I, I don't have to. I, I don't have to tell you how much I love their first party stuff. I, I say it all the time, and I'm not ashamed. It's my one of the reason why I own a PlayStation, right? But with that said, when Sony gets an exclusive, they lock it behind a closed wall garden, and it's the PlayStation Five and the PlayStation Five only, right? Whereas, if you are a PlayStation player, and maybe you don't want to spend five hundred dollars on a box. Okay, I hear you. Maybe you don't want to spend $300 on the best value in gaming with the Series S. I hear you. Maybe you have a computer that's decent, half-decent pewter. You could go and get for $15 a month, currently, 375 games, including what they just added. Do you understand? Do you hear the number I'm saying, folks? 300 and 75 games currently available on Xbox Game Pass. You know what that is? That's madness is what that is. So here's my question to you, Zemi. With this edition of Octopath Traveler, at some point, we have to start bringing into the conversation that one plus one is two, at least in my book. I'm no mathematician, folks. But we have to start bringing into the conversation. I'm going to come back to you, Pong, because I want to hear your opinion on this. Square Enix has been rumored to have been the next big acquisition for Microsoft, among others, right? It's not just yeah. them. But we have to start wondering if there is anything to this. You know, you, 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 you get all of these games in that deal they talked about in E3 where all of the Square stuff was coming to Xbox Game Pass, right? It's older stuff, sure. But then you start to kind of see things transpire. You get Outriders in, in Game Pass day one. It doesn't even make any sense how they're doing it, but it, they're doing it. Then today, the next day, Octopath Traveler, a game that, yes, it's old, but it still sells for $60. Again, another Square Enix game, self-stealth dropped in here. Can we even start to suggest that maybe Square Enix is the Bethesda-level acquisition that could be announced at the end of the year, potentially in the early uh, months of 2022? Or, or are we speculating too hard here? I mean, of course you. I mean, of course you can say that. I mean, you know, everybody should have dreams, right? I, I really, truly feel that. However, I, I think that it is um, not 100% accurate to, to say that with confidence. And the reason I say that <clears throat> is... 
for for a couple of different reasons. Um, one one of the one of one reason uh, that I believe three bit has said on multiple occasions is that uh, Xbox uh, has yet to acquire a uh, publicly traded company, right? That's and true. Square, and Square Enix is a publicly traded company, right? That's true. Um, yes. But also, I, I don't think the you know the inclusion of Square Square Enix published and developed games into Game Pass is a real indicator of an acquisition right i'm a huge grand strategy fan and there's a company called paradox uh, interactive and they make games uh, they make the i've games, heard of them you know, crusader yeah. kings europa universalis uh, imperator rome all of these amazing games they've been putting their titles uh, here recently into Xbox Game Pass for PC. Imperator, Imperator Rome came to Game Pass day and date, right? Crusader Kings 3 came to Game Pass day and date. But there's not one person talking about how that company is going to be acquired by uh, by you know by Xbox, right? And because because it doesn't really make a you know a ton of sense. I think the big reason why we're seeing these games go into Game Pass is because these developers and these publishers understand the power of reaching a larger and wider audience, right? And, you know, to, to me, that it just makes a lot of sense to do that, right? Um, for instance, with Outriders, you know, Outriders is, is, is you know, it, at its base, a looter shooter, right? Kind of similar to the, uh, to the Division, similar to uh, Destiny. And those types of games really fuel and, 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 and get even better with a larger community of active, you know, players. And how do you get that? Well, you throw it into a service like Game Pass and, and, and you know, and there's your ticket, right? Um, I, 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 you know, Octopath Traveler, uh, it's still uh, a game that a lot of people have on their radars, but it's also a relatively older game. And, and it does, uh, it is more of a niche game, I would say as well with its, with its pixelated graphics, with it being a JRPG, you know, that's not the, it's not the biggest genre of games, right? Um, but you throw that into Game Pass, you're going to see a huge reaction to that. And, I, I think a lot of this is Xbox is paying, you know, uh, probably out of their pockets to get these games in there. And like what you were saying uh, prior with the whole value proposition to consumers. Yes, Xbox has the value, right? Um, if you are a gamer and if you don't have too much money in your pocketbooks right now, really, you should probably be thinking about get, you know, picking up a picking up a Series S or or what have you, uh, or playing the games on xCloud on your smartphone or whatever option you want to choose. PC, that's perfectly fine as well, right? And getting access to these games, but putting in the Outriders, putting in Octopath Traveler, putting in all of these amazing titles, this is just a reminder to consumers that Xbox Game Pass is still a thing. It's still growing and it's still adding value. So if you're not into the service already, you should be. You should really be thinking about getting into it. And I think that that's really the, you know, the, the main benefits from the developer and from Xbox of putting these games into Game Pass. And I don't think that there's really any indication that you know, we're going to see a Square Enix acquisition. I mean, okay, I hear what you're saying, and it makes sense. But you know what? I'm a man who, who with comes a hope in, and with a dream, with a hope and, and a I, dream. You know, and I, I, walk like in, this... I walk into any any restaurant, and my glass is always half full. It's yeah. never half empty. So I'm going to continue this. And before we do, I just want to throw a quick uh, story out there. 
Uh, this breaks my heart, but also I cheer. I cheer for PlayStation because they're actually in the news in a positive way. And I understand it's an Xbox program, but if you remember Jade Raymond, uh, she is an industry mover. She is a talent among talent. She was with Stadia. She left Stadia abruptly, abruptly for obvious reasons. I said publicly two weeks ago that Microsoft should immediately reach out to this woman who is, again, an industry shaker. She's a talented, very, very uh, important piece for the um the industry in itself. She has uh, started her own um, uh, uh, her own uh, d- development house, um, and um, I, I, I got to tell everyone, Sony uh, uh, wrote the, the, the brought the blank check to the conversation because she is making an exclusive game for the PlayStation Five. That is just confirmed uh, on, uh, on on Twitter. I also got it. Uh, I, I saw it actually, Pong, thank you for dropping it in there. I saw that right before you posted it. And I'm like, okay, now we have confirmation. This isn't even a suggestion. It's a reality. And that's a big get for Sony. Uh, that's the moves that they need to make if they if they want to you know counter what Xbox is doing. But let's get back to the Xbox conversation of Square Enix. Now, Pong, you, unlike you know, the w- tightrope walking safe Zemi. I, 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 I want to get your excited opinion about this because, listen, I'm not a coincidence kind of a guy. I'm more of a numbers guy. And one plus one is two. And, and, that, and when you say two games, now, whether they're big to you or not is irrelevant. I think they're big to the conversation. We're not suggesting that the deal is done and that tomorrow there's, uh, tomorrow when we wake up at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, there's going to be a, 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 a Xbox Wire article that says, we welcome Square Enix to the family, and everyone shits their <laughs> pants, right? No, this is something that's probably in the works, and I believe it's going to happen. I don't know if it's Square Enix, but my God, to put those two titles back-to-back in there, full-price titles, makes you wonder. Am I on to something or like Zemi, am I a lunatic? Let's fuel your dreams and my dreams. All here. right. And, 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 and boo <laughs> Zemi. Let's everyone boo. Boo, boo Zemi. Boo <laughs> Zemi. Boo. Boo. <laughs> boo. You're a fake. Get Z- off Zemi face. is a fraud Xbox lover. And he's okay. a pony. Right. And he's way. a pony at this yeah. point now. That's we got to right. excommunicate him from guys, this I'm, family. I, if you guys keep this up, I might just have to cry and go play my PS5. <laughs> <laughs> you were going to do that anyway, Zemi. You were going to do that anyway. Well, no, he wasn't going to cry. cry. He yeah. wasn't going to cry. All right, yeah. let, let, let's not make Zemi cry. He is Maybe my brother. Maybe joy. I, I'm going to get in trouble if I make Zemi cry. There's no doubt about it. <laughs> nah, let's, let, let's go down this road, Boom. So... Everybody loves to talk about the relationship that Square has with Sony. We yes. know it well. The yeah. history mm-hmm. is there. This is a long, long-standing partnership. But at the end of the day, money talks and BS walks, okay? And right now, the biggest bank in town is Microsoft. So let's put it this way. If they were going to make a splash, right? And everybody knows that Phil wants in Japan and the Asian market badly, badly. And whether you love or hate them, Square Enix is still one of the biggest names in that side of the world. Indeed. And And they make some of the most beloved 
games, obviously the Final Fantasy franchise. We don't even need to talk about it because it just is known to be one of the most beloved franchises in the history of video games. And right now, Phil is and Xbox are obviously angling to wrap up to take care of some legendary IPs, hence the Bethesda purchase, right? They want to secure the rights to some of the biggest franchises in history. And Phil wants to protect the history of video games. And what better way to do it than to walk into Square Enix and say, we know you love Sony. We know that you've ignored us in some ways for a long time, but here's the deal. We've got a check for you that's blank, and you can fill it out, and we want to welcome you guys to the Xbox family, and we want to give you guys the uh, power, uh, the creative freedom to continue to do what you do. You've already seen, you know, you've already seen us and I'm speaking from Phil here. You've already seen us, you know, go ahead and let all these developers do whatever they want to do, you know, with total creative freedom. But, you know, you, you got the protection of Microsoft. You've got the bankroll of Microsoft behind you and you guys can go nuts. Come on over, create all the final fantasies you want to. And at the end of the day, you know, yeah, they could turn it down. Yeah, they could laugh them out of the room like Nintendo did when they tried to buy Nintendo. But at the end of the day, we know that developers right now, especially um, on that side of the world, th there are some struggles right now. And they, they are, you know, having some issues, you know, maintaining the stability that they want. And, and yeah. that's just kind of the, the reality of the world right now, right? And so why wouldn't Square Enix have to seriously consider a deal like that from from phil and from xbox or from microsoft why would they not have to take a look at that and say so you're going to let us come underneath your umbrella you're going to take care of us but you're going to let us have total creative freedom you're going to let us run the ship the way that we've always been running it and so our games are just exclusive to this great new thing called game pass that's blowing up all over the world that people are excited about and that's the only real deal is that we are, you know, our games may not show up on Sony, but you may not, you may allow us to create a couple small games that go over to Sony as well. And Nintendo, wh wh why would they not have to sit down and consider that thought? And I'm sure, I'm sure just, just from the way that Xbox and Microsoft are talking right now about, they're not done acquiring. They're looking you know, we've heard all the rumors, Broom, like you've talked about many times. There's another deal out there that's, you know, on par, if not bigger than Bethesda. Well, the Square Enix name doesn't get much bigger, right? It, why not? Why not go down that road and at least have the conversations if they already are not currently conversating? And these, these, these couple, the Outriders and now Octopath Traveler, like I talked about when we were just we're at the first part of the show, you could see a thawing of some of that freeze out that Square Enix has had with Microsoft and where there's smoke, there's always a little bit of fire. And I think it's certainly possible that there are some talks going on. So let's fuel your dreams. Boom. Let's keep, let's keep it alive because nothing is off the table at this point. And I think that's the thing that people have to realize. Nothing 
no matter how big you want to talk about it, whether it's Valve, whether it's you know, wh- whether it's Sega, whether it's Capcom, nothing is off the table. So why not Square Enix? You know what? I, I agree. And again, obviously, this is this is just yeah. for fun conversation. Yeah. It, it, it's speculatory at best. Absolutely. And, and you know something? We do. We have heard from other insiders that you know the quote unquote Bethesda level um, acquisition is happening. I called it a month ago. I think I personally think that it's Valve. That's you know Valve and, and and Steam. That's just me. It makes sense for Microsoft as a business. They went into the PC market. You know that would be a monster deal. Uh, Gabe wants to retire. He wants to get out of the business. He wants to enjoy his money that he's made, and obviously he wants this to go to someone like a Microsoft that's going to tend to his baby. You know, you're not going to see him sell it to Tencent. He's just not going to do that because he's he's loaded already. He just wants to make sure that the uh, the properties that he created are handled with care and respect. So, of course, Microsoft is the leader of that. You, Some people would have been like, oh, no, that's Google because of Stadia. They're dead. Amazon's, um, I even forgot the name of it. Whatever the, Luna. Uh, Luna. Well, there you go. They're out of the conversation. I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just saying that they're just out of the conversation. So Microsoft is the one left holding the big bag of money, right? So you can say that. You can also suggest that um, it is Square Enix. Uh, uh, someone in the chat just said Capcom, please. And I say, I, I say Capcom. I mean, my God, could you imagine? They have the best. They have the best group of IPs in gaming, hands down. So uh, who knows? But again, this was just for fun. Let me catch up with some of the super chats as we cross five hundred people here in the chat. I want to say thank you so much for choosing to watch today's show. Hopefully, you are getting a kick out of it. You're not taking too much of the serious. I know there's one particular guy, which of course I won't, saying that we don't understand financials, dude. If you only knew the background with finances that I had, I think you'd change your mind. But that's okay. You're entitled to your opinion. Again, this is just talk. This is just fun talk. No one's confirming anything. No one's saying that it's happening tomorrow. This is just speculative, like I said. So just you know, sit back, enjoy the podcast, and, and have some fun with the community. By the way, this is the best chat in gaming. Um, I, I listen to many, many shows, and I would dare say that my my chat here uh, is as equal uh, to someone like Dealer Gaming. Right. I, I, and of course, we love what they do over at RDX. Right. I would dare say that this chat uh, is probably a lot of the same people who watch the um, the Xbox two po- podcast with two good friends of the show, Jez Corden, of course, Randall Thor. So if you're new, enjoy to hang out, make your opinion heard and, and, and let's have some fun. But I do yeah. want to catch up on some of the super chats. Um, East Texas Alice, Alex, a good friend of the show. He drops. The first Super Chat of the day for $2 and says, hey, have a great show. Hit the like button, everyone. Thank you so much for that, Alex. Definitely appreciate it. RA89 drops a generous $2 Super Chat and says, next big hint, Final Fantasy RR in Game Pass soon. Hey, listen, you know, they're talking about a a Final Fantasy, what was it, 13 remaster trilogy? If that shows up into Game Pass and it's the remaster, wow, I'm going to say, you know what, maybe we're on to something with this. Um, Andrew Cullion, another generous friend of the show, he drops. 
not standing five dollars super chat and says i almost bought empire of sin on steam yesterday glad i waited dude that's awesome that's good that you waited kirby louise a good friend of the show he drops a very generous ten dollars super chat and says let's keep improving game pass please consider sending microsoft feedback to start supporting win 32 games on pc game pass and reduce its drm i have more details on my twitter on how to get give them feedback yeah you know what kirby louise on twitter not only is the kid a developer smartest man in the room anytime he steps in head over give him a follow and check out his work because he knows what he's talking about he's been on the show several times um we also have uh, dan lazaro hey dan welcome back to the program he drops an outstanding two dollars super chat and says with cd project red's troubles are they on the table you know i you know, for a lot of reasons, you can say yes, but see, Microsoft is not in the business of buying trouble. You know what I'm saying? And right now they are dealing with lawsuits. They're dealing with contractual, you know, shortcomings and all kinds of, you know, they had all their data stolen. I I, I got to be honest with you. It, you know, it, again, they seem like they're on the ropes. I think CD Projekt. Sounds Red like is- Bethesda to me. Uh, well, you know what? Me Having maybe- data stolen, lawsuits. I mean... You know something? You, you 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 might be onto something. Now we 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 have to cheer Zemi. Now everyone give us a, a yay for Ze, for Zemi in the chat for that. <laughs> You're no longer being booed, sir. Oh, um, God, thank God. Um, well, you know, let, let, let's move on to the next topic, folks. Uh, let me just get back over here and look at these. Okay, so 44, 44 minutes in, we're finally getting to topic number one, which is pretty crazy. Uh, and I want to bring in the uh, talk. Start talking about the uh, Xbox wireless headset that releases officially today i hopefully i do get a ring like greg miller used to back in the days before he had a studio and again i'm still in the apartment i don't have a studio yet but i'm following greg miller's guidelines to success because what could you say about greg miller besides being a good dude he is the hardest working man in gaming and i love what they do over it kind of funny um but they released and i say they microsoft released the xbox wireless headset now to be fair and I think most people will admit this, some of their accessories have not been the best. Their last headset was less than average, I'll say that. But apparently, they did something right with the new wireless Bluetooth headset that only costs 100 bucks. And there are some in the industry that are saying it even rivals Sony's PlayStation 5 headset, which I own, and I will tell you this right now, it's fucking incredible, okay? So let's get to some of the, what what some of the, 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 industry bigs are saying we'll start with tech radar they say this microsoft's xbox wireless headset is an exceptional gaming headset that's brimming with features and clever design uh, uh, decisions it offers phenomenal audio performance for the price and can be completely customized to suit your listening preference if you're after a pair of wireless headphones to go with your new xbox series x or xbox series s the xbox wireless headset should be on the top of your list they gave it a five-star review now the verge microsoft's xbox wireless headset is a mic drop moment and the best budget-friendly headset for xbox and it cuts very few corners to get there um games radar says microsoft's xbox wireless headset 
Uh, most gaming brands charge a lot more for the headset this good. It receives a 4.5 out of uh, out of five star review with the highly recommended seal of approval. Then you have CNN, and this is the last one, so we get into it because there was, there was about there was about 30 of them. I can only you know talk so much on the air before you guys get, you know tune out. Um, with the immersive gaming sound. A wonderfully comfortable design and a reliable microphone, the $99 Xbox wireless headset would be an easy recommendation even without all of its extra features. But its ability to pair to your Xbox and phone at the same time really puts it over the edge to, uh, turning Microsoft's headset into a device that makes it easy to not only take calls or catch up on your uh, podcasts while you grind out some gears of war. I mean, listen, these are rave reviews, and this is not. I, again, there was about thirty of them. Um, I, you know, Windows Central gave it a four point five out of. Uh, I mean, a four point zero out of five. That was reviewed by Jez Corden, and the list goes on and on. Zemi Games, listen. Um, you have talked about uh, the last Xbox headset not being so good. Uh, as a matter of fact, you even even suggested that it really wasn't that good for the price. But this ninety nine dollars and it's getting five star reviews. It's getting seals of approval. Highly recommended. It's getting four point five out of out of five stars from just about everybody. Are you are you are you in the market for a headset? And would you get this? Yeah. So you know, I'm I'm not in the market for a headset right now. Uh, whenever I got my Series X, I went out and I bought a, another like a newer rig headset, and I really really like that that brand that company. Um, so I'm not in the market for a headset. Um, but if I was in a market, you know, in, in that market, I would very, very much be looking at the, the, you know, like the new Xbox wireless headset. I'm also not a big fan of wireless products, right? Like I, I, you know, I like my wireless controller, you know, but, but I'm not super big into like a wireless headset, having to recharge it, all of that different stuff. It's just me. It's just my personal preference as a gamer. But with that being said, um, I would be, uh, highly more likely to purchase this headset if I was in the need um, than than any of the previous Xbox headsets. You know, Xbox headsets in the past just really did not impress me. It was something that I thought that, you know, why are they even wasting their time? You know, third-party headsets just do it so much better, right? And whenever seeing this and seeing the feature set and hearing these positive reviews mentioning that, you know, these features are there and, and they work really, really well, and, and then also remembering that this is a wireless headset for a hundred dollars. It's very, you know, some, well, it's very budget friendly, um, you know, for most people. Um, and it has all of these, you know, features that you kind of expect to pay a lot more for. I can definitely see the value in it. And uh, if anyone was interested in a wireless headset, I think that this, you know, for a, for a, you know, affordable price, uh, I think that this might be might be the way to go, right? Um, I'm I'm for sure, you know. As soon as I started hearing these reviews, it perked up my ears. Um, just for me though, personally, I'm not super big into wireless headsets, and I already went ahead and purchased, uh, you know, uh, a headset literally probably three months ago. So I'm not in the market, but. Uh, I retract all of my all of my negative statements uh, from the <laughs> podcast before, where I was very very uncertain about this headset, 
uh, you know, ability. Yeah, no, but you know what? You had you had every right to think that because sure. of what they released in the past. You shouldn't. You shouldn't. No, I, well, I, well, I'm going to retract it because this headset's actually good. Yes. Yeah. No. That, that, I mean, that's a great point. And you know what? I mean, listen. You know, you, you, the last one wasn't good. You had your doubts, and they delivered. And I'm happy they delivered because a, I bought it, and nobody wants to spend a hundred dollars on a crappy pair of headphones. Yeah. And more importantly, they take advantage of our busy lives, right? You know, it connects to your phone at the same time as connecting to your freaking console. Hello. I mean, that's freaking awesome. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, dude, this is this is this is a big well, win for Microsoft. That's also something really, really good for streamers as well. Right. You know, being able to play your game on Xbox uh, or, you know, whatever, you know, system it might. It, I don't know if it works with other consoles or whatever, but being able to play your uh, games on Xbox and then have, you know, a sound in the background alerting you to whenever someone's uh, chatting or sending you a chat or like a like a super chat or, or like a donation on Twitch, you know, having that come through your, you know, through your headset, you know, th that's another, you know, feature. So potentially streamers might be interested in purchasing that headset because it is affordable and, and it would give them that functionality. I mean, look, I agree. I agree 100% with you. Uh, like I said, I'm glad I'm happy to to uh to know that there is a there you know cuz again listen it, it i mean it, it's gaming so there there are hundreds if not more than that of headsets that are available from some of the biggest names uh turtle beach one of being the big ones but those get up those, those get pricey those, those are up with $300 you know for a pair of headphones and man that that's that's a, that's the cause of a console uh, so, I mean, listen, if you're in the market like I was, um, uh, you know, then maybe this, this hundred dollar investment is, 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 is up your alley. And what I, what I'm happy about is that both Sony and Xbox have, uh, first party accessories that don't clobber you over the head. I mean, you already, we all already spent $500 on the box. It's nice to know that they, they are putting quality, uh, development into these headphones and they're rivaling even the big $300 ones. And, 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 and I cannot wait to get mine. I, again, I got my ship, my tracking number. I'm hoping that it shows up today. Pong Soul, let's get your opinion on this again, not the biggest topic of the day, but certainly one worthy of a conversation. What are your thoughts on all of these stellar reviews that this headset from Microsoft's first party accessory team is getting? I am patiently waiting for mine to arrive this week. So I don't know when they're going to be here, but man, uh, I am happy that I took the leap of faith and obviously pre-ordered them the day that they were announced um, so that I can get those in hand because I happen to be in the market at the time. Uh, for anybody who doesn't know, I am currently using the old one earpiece microphone from the Xbox One, uh, which is so awful. am I. <laughs> So crazy. Yeah, it is crazy. And nobody online when I'm playing with people can believe that I'm using that dang thing. But um, so I was more than excited when they announced it. It was a leap of faith due to the fact that, you know, uh, the last headset was not the best. And obviously, you know, that 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 was of some concern. But again, my decision went into the fact of where Microsoft is going, not where they've been. And with the quality build uh, of the consoles and everything that they've been preaching uh, about where, you know, what they 
how they want to change, um, you know, and, and actually put out quality, high quality stuff, right? And what I saw from the Series X uh, gave me confidence. So I went ahead and pre-ordered them. Um, I'll add another review uh, to your list there, uh, Boom. ACG, who we were talking about in the green room, uh, he put out his own review. And anybody who doesn't know who ACG is, I highly recommend you go check him out. Awesome channel. No BS. Speaks straight from the from the gut, man. I mean, we're talking. He doesn't. He buys all the stuff that he reviews. Uh, so it's it's a it's a, it is a no frills review on everything from games to to accessories. And he came out and said that uh, with all the features uh, and the price point, this is a no brainer. So um, definitely love to hear these reviews. I can't wait to get them on and try it and um, see how performs uh, also txr uh podcast on sunday night had a great interview with uh, uh david preen uh, the senior director of hardware of at xbox with some really good insights into what it takes to come up with an accessory like this and and what they were thinking about um when when they were putting this together and i think the big thing is microsoft hit the price point with features that you only see as you as you talked about boom and and zemi talked about on more expensive headsets and they put it together in a package that is appealing uh, to everybody and i think that's something that is key to this and i think that's why you're seeing these things get sold out uh, whenever they pop up i know there was a couple more uh this morning i saw wario 64 uh tweeted out that Amazon had some more in stock and I think they're already sold out again. And I think Microsoft really hit that sweet spot of offering performance at a value price. And if they are going to live up to these reviews, then I am excited about my purchase and I cannot, cannot wait to get them in my hands and try them out. Um, because I did have a set of gen one, a fifties prior to this, they won't linked to my series x for whatever reasons i've tried everything so i'm hoping i'll be able to compare the quality levels of a gen 1 a50 to this but from all the reviews i think they're going to live up to the hype and i think this is the first of many successes that uh, we could see from microsoft and i think this was a test run to see how these do and we may see a premium elite Type headset down the road uh, and then that would be something to look forward to for all the people that are looking for those high-end head uh, high-end headphones um, down the road I think that's gonna be something that they may do well I know that currently in uh, in development and again I don't have this confirmation I'm this is just really me making the assumption that uh, an elite controller series 3 is probably in the works yep, yep. Uh, I've owned uh, four elites in total I had uh, the uh, you know the, the the black elite. I had the Gears of War. I still have them. I have the Gears of War special edition, which is worth a lot of money. Um, I have the white one, and I also have an, an elite series two. Um, I would love to see what they do with the series three. Uh, I think that you know the it is again premium controller for the premium price, but I'm willing to pay it because I I, I really do dig their controllers and and the fact that you can use it on your pewter and eventually on your TV. Then yeah, you know definitely sign up uh, sign me up for that. But I agree with you. We might actually see an even more premium. See, and, and again, I don't mind buying it or spending the money, if you will, if it's Microsoft making it because they back 
their um their uh their first party uh accessories and if and if it's damaged they they will replace it uh so definitely something we're going to keep an eye on for sure but again if you're in the market this this headset's getting re- fantastic reviews uh i'll be talking about it live on the air pong will probably give us uh, his opinion on it and anyone else that gets it you know especially if you're in the chat and you you know you love it hate it you know or somewhere in the middle you know throw your opinion out there but i do want to move on to uh another again this is a, a topic that came to mind after following because i follow clobriel i think if you're an xbox fan you got to follow this dude not i mean he doesn't consider himself a quote-unquote insider but the guy is you know when it comes to xbox stuff man he knows he knows what he's talking about and i definitely believe in what he has to say and he had put out a picture that i used um specifically as one of the uh, pictures for the thumbnail and it's of a, a stick-like device that he called the xbox series c now obviously it doesn't exist but you if you if you kind of put on your thing caps and you go back a couple of years ago the, if before we knew before 2019 what we knew what the xbox series x looked like before we knew that there was a confirmed series s we did hear pong that they were working on three different types of consoles one hardcore one casual and one stick like device that they were going to they they said it was going to sell for what $99 with a controller well for today's you know again it's just a general conversation so don't get you know again don't go to don't, don't go to reddit and say that boom said that the series s is coming a uh, series c is coming out this fall even though i believe it is it's gonna it's 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 fun for a conversation and and it's worthy because Microsoft is looking to do something that they uh, have always dreamed of doing. This is this is Phil's dream coming to fruition, and that means getting to gamers, even if you're not a gamer. And a $99 Xbox Game Pass stick that comes with a wireless controller, I think, could crack more homes than you could possibly imagine. Especially they since they made that deal with both LG and Samsung, folks, the two biggest TV makers in the land. I mean, that, that, that again, one in one equals two for me, but maybe not for you. So, Pong, this, again, is a made-up topic, but where where do you fall on Microsoft releasing an Amazon-esque stick that's that's directly in, you know uh, in conjunction with xbox game pass for a hundred dollars now again maybe they say that it's a hundred dollars and it's a fifteen dollars a month they let you know right up front or maybe they give you three months of xbox game pass once you buy it and you just have to pay for the service like every other service do you think that would be successful yeah, I think it's inevitable at, at this point. I think with we've already seen the deals that they're going to bring the app uh, to the TVs uh, in the future, right? So, you know, they've got to deal with Samsung and LG. I, I think it's inevitable that as we move forward, um, they're replacing the server blades uh, as we speak, uh, and they're upgrading those. So I think xCloud um, and obviously the Game Pass uh, platform is the future of Xbox. So I think it's inevitable that we're going to see a streaming type stick um, that uh, will cover the people that may not have a newer TV that accepts apps um, or whatever the case may be. So I think this is something that has definitely probably been in the works. Uh, I think it's part of their long-term plans. I could definitely get on board with what you're saying, Boom, come 
holiday 2021 fall time when we start seeing the apps or supposed to start seeing the apps hit these TVs. I think it would in conjunction with that, it could certainly possibly be, they might wait a little longer, obviously depending upon testing. Um, you know, and, and I'm sure they're going to want to make sure that it's the right time. They don't want the stick to come out and then get lost. Um, you know, like, you know, Sony tried this with the, with, with the, with their TV, um, uh, style uh, little add-on that they had, um, and, and I think the they want to make sure that the market is right for the stick to come out and be successful, um, and, and not just not just sit on the shelves. But I think your price point is right. I think I you know we had started talking about this actually last year. I think when before the Series X, when there was rumors that there was three possible, uh, you know, different. Uh, I don't want to say consoles, but three three different products that were going to come out along with the series console. And I think that $99 price point, maybe even a little bit less, maybe $89, because we know sticks are pretty cheap. Um, just to crack the market would be the right price point along with a controller. And like you said, packing in some uh, Game Pass uh, along with it. Uh, to introduce people to it. Absolutely. Absolutely. And again, marketing is going to have to be right. You're, you're going to have to, you know, obviously confirm up front that the stick is, you know, you, you have to subscribe as well to game pass and people are going to have to understand that concept, which I think, you know, obviously with Amazon and, and all these other companies coming out with sticks kind of have paved the way for this, but I definitely could see this boom. I think it's the next step um, you know, that they're going to want to introduce more and more households to Game Pass uh, and, and allow people to experience the incredible value that they're putting out there. And I think if they if everything falls right, um, you know, and this holiday 2021 is as big as we think it is. And that the, the Xbox hype train is at full speed at that point. And they've grabbed that mind share that we talked about. And everybody is kind of talking about Xbox and what they're doing to introduce this style, uh, you know, this, this, this new uh, accessory, if you want to call it, whatever you want to call it, uh, would be an awesome boom. Uh, boon for them. Uh, and, and I think it would definitely push it into more households and get more people into this ecosystem as they go forward. So absolutely, I'm on board. Boom. I'm on board. When you look at what the yeah, we have, we have to go based on the cards that are on the table, right? Again, I'm not a big card player or anything I did when I was a kid. Uh, but you know, you have to look at what Microsoft is looking to how, how they're looking to, you know, move their their pieces on the board. Let's even take it like with chess, for instance. Um, obviously, the console market, they're not dominating the console market. They're still in third place, for Christ's sake. Right. But but they're slowly but surely moving there into what into the conversation. They're con they're constantly doing things like what we saw happen on Thursday, what happened on Friday, what happened on Monday, what happened today, little things, all of these little things equal one big, you know, party bus. And now you say, well, what 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 are their overall or overarching goal? And that is to get to the the three million uh, three billion gamers that are around the world. Now, are they going to reach everyone? Of course not. But they're certainly going out of their way to try, and they're trying in regions that they failed notoriously in Japan, in Korea, right? And they and they've seen great success with XCloud, right? They uh, they've made these deals with the TV manufacturers to get that that app on every TV. I can guarantee you, they're paying. Big bucks to get that app on the front spot 
of when you buy that TV. Xbox Game Pass, you know, app included in the TV. And they may even, like, if you go, like, to a Costco or to a PC Richard, sometimes they have, like, these back-end deals. Oh, you buy the TV and you get a year of Game Pass. And, oh, there's the app. You know what I'm saying? They have all these kinds of deals. And now... Besides, you know, Game Pass on the on on PC, if they can somehow incorporate a a ninety nine dollar Xbox device that gives you a wireless controller that plugs directly into whatever TV that you have, and it gives you access to play via the cloud all of these three hundred and seventy five games that are currently in Xbox Game Pass, they are going to reach more gamers than any of the big three like they're doing things that nintendo is not doing sure nintendo is leading the charge with the switch everyone wants one it's a great console great games but they're not doing the same thing sony you know we don't know what sony's going to do they're very traditional we, we heard from jim ryan that they were going to do something uh this year with ps now and playstation plus i believe they're going to merge them probably for 60 dollars a year and maybe we'll start seeing some more bigger games day and date in there whether they stay or not i don't know i mean destruction all stars was in for a month and then left and you had to buy it if you wanted to play for 20 bucks and that that fell flat right so this is a big deal we don't know if it's going to come to fruition but it was certainly worthy of a small conversation and uh, i want to get on to the the big topic of the show and this one i think is going to have, we're going to have some big opinions uh folks we have 550 people here if, if you are new i want to say once again please consider subscribing to double barrel gaming uh, we do a lot of great work here at least four live shows per week um and of course if you are already subscribed you know help help a brother out you know put this out there on social media say hey boom's doing his live stream because i do all, all the advertising myself and you see me on twitter it's it's obscene by the way i have a hundred and 5,000 tweets. Is that not absurd? It is. But you know, when you when you run your own little channel, you gotta, you know, you gotta be aggressive in in in, in uh you know getting the, the word out. So yeah, 105,000 tweets for boom. And I've only been a part of Twitter since 2014. That is obscene. But let's get to the top, the last topic of the show. Now, look, this is a rumor. Almost, you know what? Let me not even say a rumor. It, it's basically confirmed. Um, we have confirmation from two sources, one of which is Paul Therat of Therat.com. And that is, uh, they're very, they're a Microsoft site, right? They, they know the ins and outs of Microsoft. And now we have word from Jez Corden, Windows Central's own Jez Corden, um, that it appears that something is happening and it could be really big. A few days ago, a noted Microsoft expert, Paul Therat, tweeted that Microsoft is planning a series of events in the near future revolving around Xbox and Windows, more specifically, Xbox First Party. And with a gaming show slated for March 23rd originally, it was recently found out that they moved that date to Friday, March 26th. And now we're hearing that that is one of the big first party shows that could be a Around the corner now again microsoft hasn't confirmed it themselves but we have two sources so we're going to pretend that it is happening now details on exactly what the event will contain are skinked at this point but we do know that 
first party will be involved. Now, according to the, uh, the Windows Central article that I pulled, it does say to temper expectations because we don't know exactly what's going to be there. But with the incredible momentum that has happened with Bethesda, and both Sony and Nintendo's offering lackluster events earlier this year, Xbox has a golden opportunity. We talked about this yesterday, Pong. My share is a big deal, and it's and it's and it's an entity that Microsoft lost out on, so on all switches. So I'm going to send me first on this. Send me. We don't know what be in repair. What to keep this party bus going by keeping Microsoft in the mindshare gamers. Well, like, the interesting thing about, you know, Xbox is, is through all these acquisitions and, and, and so on and so forth, and game developers and whatnot, you know, they have a lot to talk about, right? Um, and, you know, this is one of those opportunities where they can come out and show us uh, some really, really awesome things. However, I think we're, we're we're probably going to see some some heavy hitters, like maybe you know one or two game trailers of of, of you know something like really really big. But I think you know we're also going to see smaller things uh, like uh, DLC, maybe a few indie games, something along those lines. I don't think it's going to be. It could be with the amount of you know. Uh, content uh that, that that i truly think that they have to show us um but i, I you know i i think it really is going to be not the hugest show right? i think whenever they say temporary expectations they really do you know expect to see uh you know an elder script you know a starfield's trade starfield trailer followed by, you know, um, you know, like Halo Infinite gameplay, followed by God only knows what, right? Like that type of like stuff is going to come back to back to back during this event, I would imagine. Um, I would imagine maybe we might see Psychonauts what's happening with that. Um, possibly we, you know, might see uh, some announcement with Gears of War 5 of some kind or some, you know, previous games uh, announcement. Um, I, I think it's going to be an exciting show. I just don't think it's going to be a E3 level show. Um, they have plenty of content. Um, not all of it's going to interest all gamers, um, but I don't think it's you know fair or should be expected that we are going to see uh, everything that Xbox has or anything like that. I think we're going to see some interesting stuff, but I don't think it is necessarily going to be um everything a ton of big stuff um i think that they're they're, they're really trying to build up anticipation and, and build up hype and build up that mind share but they're not going to you know um give us the the, the big juicy stake right now like what i was saying previously with you know these last you know couple of you know announcements events these are like the appetizers what we're about to get is probably the salad right? Um, we're not really ready for the really big stuff. At least as of right now, that's my perception. 
So I'm thinking maybe two, possibly three, you know, pretty decent side announcements. Um, and, and, you know, probably a lot of indie games, maybe some new uh, games coming to Game Pass even still. Uh, maybe even a potential roadmap of, of things to expect coming in the future. But I, I, I think it's going to be something like that. Um, maybe even similar to the May event that we saw um that you know a lot of people were kind of you know somewhat disappointed in because you know expectations weren't tempered maybe something more similar to that yeah yeah well real quick i know people in the chat saw that we went back to regular just avatars i don't know what happened with my pc it, it was getting bombarded the ram was getting uh raked across the coals so i'm trying to adjust that uh, as we close out the rest of the show but you know what as i do that i agree with you zemi i i think that we should temper expectations i i'm going to be honest with you you know what i would love to see and i don't think we're going to see it but I would love, 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 love some gameplay from Ninja Theory's Hellblade 2. I think yeah. the game's been in development for quite some time. It is a AAA banger. The last time we saw anything from it was, of course, in 2019. It is now 2021. Um, I, I know that the pandemic really you know, bottomed out the industry for a lot of uh, big companies. So we don't know what is going to happen. Um, but I, I will say that I'm interested to see. And, and again, man, this is this. OK, you know, Nintendo had their again, lackluster. Maybe some people loved it. If you did great on you, I thought it was OK. Uh, Sony's was OK. It did show some more Returnal, which looked good, but certainly not seventy seven dollars. Good. I, I'm going to wait for a sale. I'm not buying that day one. Um, and they showed some other interesting stuff. But now. Now they have an opportunity with everything that has transpired in March for them so far to now end the month on such a high note. Pong, what do you expect? And more importantly, what do you want to see show up? Uh, so here's the deal. I, I think this is the first of a couple of different shows like I talked about before, right before e th the E3, whatever that's going to look like. So I think what we are going to see, and, and I'm, I'm going to – Temper my expectations because I don't expect any giant like announcements here. I'm not, I, you know, we're not going to see Starfield show up here. I don't think we're going to see anything like that. But as Zemi just talked about, and uh, as we've talked about before, is that they have a ton of content. So, what I do expect to see is some of the, um, we'll call them smaller titles like The Ascent, Scorn, that kind of stuff that was announced last year. Um, I think we, do need maybe some, you know, maybe a release date for a couple of them, but we do need to see some more gameplay from them, maybe some full-fledged trailers. Um, I think that is what we're going to start to see here because, again, these smaller games are going to get lost as we start getting the gigantic announcements. They're going to take over, and that's what happens, and that's why it's so important. Microsoft has a roadmap that includes some of these smaller shows to spotlight all these other games that are coming out uh, in the near future. And we know some of them are very close uh, to coming out. We have other games that people aren't even talking about, like Mech Warrior 5 uh, Mercenaries, which uh, was announced. They're coming out with the, it's already out on PC, but they're coming out with an expansion and they're going to drop it um, on Xbox as well um, when that new expansion releases. And uh, so I think those types of games need to be, have their own spotlight. And this show, I expect to see some of that. I'm not expecting a huge show here, um, but I definitely think it should be something um, on par. Uh, with, with, with 
you know, a Nintendo Direct um, with with Sony's last um, show that they had too. And I think that the, those titles need to be brought to the forefront so that people understand that they, those are also coming out very soon. Now, I, like I said, I just don't think we're going to see any big stuff that, you know, I think that's all going to be held for E3. Um, but the stuff that is closer or sooner than than later that's the stuff that they need to start hyping up again uh to make people realize that there are a lot of games coming out uh underneath the xbox umbrella and maybe some of the third party deals like uh you know warhammer dark tide uh that one needs to be highlighted again um Mark as that. we as we approach summer um because that's due out uh summertime here so well what about what i got on the screen second extinction looks exactly second extinction awesome i mean listen, I've got, i got 16 minutes of footage here for you yeah. as yeah. we close out and this looks like it again left for dead with dinosaurs i mean right. come on right exactly and those those games can't get lost in the shuffle is what i'm saying at the end of the day and that and that's the thing that um with as much as microsoft has xbox has coming uh that that is that is a real threat that some of the smaller games could get lost so i think they take advantage of these smaller shows and really start pushing these up to everybody so that they get the attention and everybody goes oh yeah that's right that game's coming out like we've been doing boom we, you've heard it throughout shows and it's been on all your shows people are like you know they, they start listing off games and they're like Oh, that's right. That game's coming out too. I totally forgot because there's just been so much news and so much hype surrounding the big stuff. Yeah. These smaller games are what's going to drive Game Pass as well as the big ones. And, well, you and know something, why, you know, to, to yeah. your point, and real quick, Kay Asante, yeah. good friend of the show, uh, he says to check the StreamYard status page. I actually did and they're having some issues. So that's why my, my, uh, my footage was slowing down. It wasn't my PC. It's not my network. It turns out that it's something going on with stream yards and again folks that's beyond my control for the most part though we've been running the show after show after show full two plus hours with no issue with the footage sorry for the the, the hiccup you know hey caitlin welcome to the show uh hopefully you're doing well i think you might know uh pong soul welcome <laughs> um but you know something to your point the one thing that you have to tip your cap to sony about is because again, I say this all the time, folks. You really can't talk Xbox without talking Sony, and you can't talk Sony without talking Xbox. And what Sony does so well is they release two or three big bombs, right? And throughout the year are padded by these single and double A experiences that get lifted up into into your brain pan of excitement because you see the three big ones but you also see the small ones and they all work together they all gel together Correct. and what you're on to is if again this is just complete speculation if they could somehow put together a September, October, and November that equates to Forza Horizon 5, Starfield, and Halo Infinite. And then on that road to greatness, if you will, you get a scorn, right? You get an ascent. Yep. You get Stalker 2. You get um you know second the extinction the, the gunk. gunk you start getting all of these games that have already been confirmed for 2021 and what you have besides 
the best value in gaming, you have a platform with games that can only be found on said platform. And that is what Sony does. And I think Microsoft definitely took a page out of the book. I mean, what 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 are your thoughts on these smaller games padding up the big ones? Yeah, no, I mean, absolutely. I mean, how many big games are you going to really be able to come out consistently every year? You have to have these smaller titles that that are going to drive interest to your platform. And, um, you know, games uh, like the ones that you just said for sure will do it. I think one that you might have missed was Psychonauts 2. For me. Oh, my God. Um, yes. Uh, yes. Another one. Another one that I think you missed was, um, oh, God, 12 Minutes. Oh yeah. my I, yes! I, 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 See? I'm super excited. See? About those. That's what we were just talking about. There's yeah. so much that we um, lose it, and they they got to be brought back for sure. Yeah, and 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 those small games they absolutely matter. Uh, and and you know, kind of like what uh, what Pong was saying. You know, in in you know your E3 like show, those games are going to kind of get you know overshadowed, right? By by your Halo Infinite and by Starfield and stuff like that. So. You know, these early shows like this are great to to have those titles in and, you know, to also um, and, and, and you know, like I was saying in my previous spill uh, before this, uh, some people in the chat were saying that they didn't hear me. Um, but, you know, a lot of it's also to kind of just build anticipation for future shows. Right. Um, and, and, you know, you kind of, you know, knock both of those things out, you know, with the one show, you know, you, you show these smaller titles that maybe not everyone's interested in, but still matter. And, you know, you're going to re-excite people for future shows. And you're also going to be giving, um, the, the, you know, attention that these games do deserve. I agree. I, I, I think, I think that what you're, yeah, you know something. And again, a lot of these smaller games, um, I, I, I like the idea of putting a year together that gives you some big AAA first party bombs, gives you some second and third party exclusives that, again, maybe you might pass up on. Maybe you want a game like Second Extinction, I think, is going to be one of those games. I mean, who doesn't want to shoot a Tyrannosaurus in the face, right? I mean, like, who doesn't want to do that? And it's it's Left for Dead with Dinosaurs. Basically, you had me at Left for Dead. And I think that games like Scorn, which Zemi cannot wait to play. I know, Zemi, you are going to be playing that with these new headphones at midnight in the dark. I cannot wait to see your experience. <laughs> probably, probably not. Probably not, or oh. he's going to end up uh, with a coronary. I mean, either yeah. or. Hopefully, it's not the the, the latter. It, it, the, I, you I just don't. don't I don't want to die. <laughs> I, I don't, I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna skip out on that game. Hey, they, boom! They I know. Boom! I, boom! I know you're a Zelda fan. Doggy Dog just brought it up. Tunic. Tunic is doing. Oh too. yes, that's another yes. one. Yeah. See? Dude, <laughs> one dude is making that game, and if you've seen what Tunic looks like, yeah. it is the Zelda you have always didn't know that you wanted with a fox it yeah. it's it's adorable it looks colorful one man is making that again again and i think you're onto something my excitement as you can hear through the voice is, is not tempered by the fact i'm doing a podcast i i get excited for games i have been gaming since 1978 folks i'm an old bastard who still likes games did, did um, we miss crossfire x as well i think we missed mm-hmm. that too. we missed yeah. crossfire yep. x which my by the God. way remedy is remedy that remedy that knows how to tell a great story is is jumping into the FPS military shooter game. I mean, I cannot wait to see what they're doing over there. I mean, it's uh, again, it's it, it it's going to be one heck of a year 
for Xbox. Hey, Alito Papa, I know you're in the chat. He just got his headphones. Dr. Mo, good friend of the show, he just got his headphones. I just want everyone to know I'm jealous of hell because I yep. don't have my so headphones yet. So um, and somebody in the chat said, check the PlayStation Twitter. I, I think he was talking about the Jade. Uh, oh, okay. Story. Well, yeah. I, I, again, I, I actually, I, while we were doing, while you guys were speaking, I actually tweeted that I think that's a big get for Sony. I, I, because I, I'm, I would have loved to see her come to Xbox, to be honest with you. But Sony, you know, threw her company a bag of money and says go crazy. And I think that's what they need. I, I absolutely think that what they, would, that uh, that she's making an exclusive for them. For me personally, I can't wait to see what her vision looks like. I cannot wait to see whatever she pitched Sony. It's probably going to be a very cinematic, story-driven title, and that's. That's what she brings to the table. I again, I, hats off to Sony for throwing her the bag of money. That is a big, big deal. But folks, listen, I want to catch up with some of the super chats. Uh, Zemi, you've been uh, uh, dropping them in there. I definitely appreciate it. I missed a few. Um, you know what? The last two, the last two, I have to had to reset everything. Zemi, I have a raw eighty nine drops a very generous. $2 super chat and says people keep talking about E3 wasn't wasn't it canceled yeah but still it, it, the, the physical form of E3 has been canceled the actual digital event is still happening the same way it happened last June but I think that now that they have all the kinks out this is probably going to be more in the lines of the Game Awards 2020 which again I understand people have a you know a distaste for Jeff I I hear you but what he was able to do with his production team, folks, listen, the Game Awards was freaking dope. Uh, it was well done. It was well moderated. Lots of big, uh, you know, exciting things happening. And even the award ceremony was pretty cool. So, again, if they can get an E3 like that, you know, Microsoft just pull, pulled off the roundtable. Uh, they, they're, they're learning. I think that they're going to do is I think Sony's going to do something. Nintendo's going to do a treehouse event. It's going to be dope. And I just give you the heads up. Um, I will be uh, live streaming five days a week during the two weeks of E3. Uh, and that's multiple streams per day. Uh, when the big things happen, we're going to talk about it. So obviously, tune into Double Barrel Gaming and uh, lock it in because uh, it's going to be a busy E3. Um, I have here Viper XT, a generous friend of the show. He drops an outstanding $10 super chat. Wow, dude. Thank you for the generosity. He says, we should see Second Extinction since it comes to preview program this spring. Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping that spring means like maybe in April. Uh, I really want to play this game, um, as well as Bright Memory Infinite, another one, dude. Like th that's going to be dope. Um, and he's a developer confirmed to be at the Xbox show in March. Oh, okay. So we are definitely going to be getting Bright Memory, and that nice. basically confirms that there is an event this. Um, you know, a couple of Fridays from now. Why Nine Power, another generous friend of the show. He drops an outstanding five dollars super chat and says, "Remember games like Valves." Um, Kid Chameleon, which was dope. Yeez was awesome. Um, Midnight Resistance. For some reason, I don't remember that one. I missed the feeling when playing those games. I hope that comes back. Well, you know what, dude? I, yeah, I know if you were here earlier, they're dropping Octopath Traveler into Xbox Game Pass. That is a big deal. Uh, and that's 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 a, a old school game that I think that you would definitely dig. We also have here um, um, RDM drops a $2 Super Chat and says $99 is too much. Make it free one year ultimate. Um, I don't know what you mean. $99 is he's too much. Talking, he's talking about the um, the the streaming stick. 
the Xbox oh, yeah, streaming I mean, stick. I mean, listen, it's it, again, it, it's it's ninety nine dollars with the stick and a controller. I, I I think that's standard fare. I think that's very very that's that's a great value. And and maybe they give you Game Pass for a year. I don't know, but it's certainly again worthy of a conversation. Again, we don't even know if the thing is real. To be honest, we don't even know. Um, Dan Lazaro drops wow an additional five dollars super chat. Thanks, Dan. Definitely appreciate that. He says I bought a Switch a while ago just to play Octopath Traveler. Never bought never bought it because it was sixty dollars. Rarely uh, rarely turn on the Switch because of prices. And well, there you go. I mean, I, I have sixty seven games for the Switch. It, I have so many games. It's it's, it's absurd. Um, but listen, folks, we're here. It's a 90-minute show, and we're right on that mark. Uh, hopefully, you enjoyed it enough to hit the like button. I want to thank all the Super Chats that have continued to come in. Zemi, did I miss any? Was there any before Raw that I didn't uh, talk about? I, I posted those in. There there was two, but I posted those in, and you read them. Oh, and excellent. You're, excellent. you're all caught up on Super I, Chats I, right I, now. Thank, th- thank you for the support, my brother. Definitely appreciate that. But listen, folks, again, thank you for uh, tuning in. We had 550 people here. Uh, that's, again, this that's a big deal for a small channel like this uh, to have this many views. I mean, uh, you know, I'm, 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 I'm humbled beyond words. Um, I do this, again, for the love of the community. I do this for the love of gaming. Uh, money uh, that comes in is uh, turned back around into upgrading my PC, which we did. I upgraded all my equipment. Uh, we occasionally do, you know, giveaways. So thank you for that, of course. Uh, I, th- I could not do this without the panel. And uh, obviously, uh, Pong Soul has become a staple in this particular podcast. Pong, we've got to have you back here more often, brother. Um, definitely would love Is to make possible? you... Uh, we I, listen. I'll say it live on the air. How about joining us every Tuesday? I mean, we we could certainly we could certainly look into that boom and and uh, yeah, I, I would definitely love it. I mean, I would. That's that's amazing. I can't believe you said it on air. I would right right on the air, that. brother. Listen, if you want yeah. in, here's the yep. golden ticket. Look look in your right. mailbox. I just All I right. just emailed it to you. You're 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 part of the program and <laughs> the story because you know something, folks. It, it's what we do here is. Uh, you know, we want to, you know, uh, be passionate about gaming. We want you to come here and have a good time. Uh, we want to talk positively about gaming, especially specifically Xbox, because this is an Xbox show. I mean, we will put, uh, you know, uh, you know, take uh, Phil and, and them to task if they make a mistake. I mean, we don't harp on it, but we definitely will ask questions. And if you want that kind of content, man, tune in every Tuesday. Uh, you'll be seeing, obviously, myself, Zemi Games, and now the confirmed Pong Soul being added to the program each and every Tuesday, making the Xbox 101 program one of the best on Tuesday. So let's get to the outros, and we'll start with our special guest and now official panel member, Pong Soul. What's up, dude? Welcome to the team. And and where could people reach out to you on social media and what other shows are you a part of? Oh, well, I'm, I'm just uh, still stunned here. Boom. I'll thank you very much, sir. I'm, I'm glad to be a part of the team. I appreciate you so much for what you've done and what you do for this community. So, uh, yeah, I mean, my heart goes, I, 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 thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, love this show. Love everything you're doing here. Uh, you can find me at Pong Soul everywhere on Twitter, on Xbox. Uh, follow me and follow you back. No problems there. Chat, you guys are absolutely amazing, by the way. I got to give a shout out. I know you already do, boom, but man, you guys are awesome. I love seeing everybody here each and every day. Um, and, and we can't do what we do without you, as Boom already said. Uh, otherwise, you can find me on Xbox Ultimate on Friday nights. 
Uh, that starts at 9 p.m. Eastern. That's with Mav, a.k.a. Fun Speculation. His wife, Caitlin, both of them were in the chat today. Love you guys. And along with 3-Bit and uh, Psychonauts 8 just got added. And we hope that the return of Assassin Lupa at some point. So uh, look forward to that. And then obviously Saturday nights, I am on the shop podcast with PTK Blam, uh, who just celebrated his 200th episode. Fuzzy Belvedere, who is also in the chat. What's going on, brother? And uh, uh, Centurion and Stagorilla. And that starts at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Well, I mean, you, man, you're busy. Uh, so I almost I almost feel bad adding you to the show uh, <laughs> simply because, you know, obviously, you know, you are you are, again, one of the uh, uh, here's here's some ascent gameplay, folks. I mean, if this yeah. doesn't excite you, uh, this is cyberpunk related. It is what they're doing this. By the way, again, I don't want to go too off topic because the show is ending. This was made by 14 people. 14 developers made this game and I'm telling you right now this is this is real early footage that I was able to pull you got to see what it looks like now my god this is going to be it's just four player co-op again right up Xbox uh console alley cuz you know it is the multiplayer box on top of the shooter box and now we're going to have you know cyberpunk esque uh, meets Diablo. I, w- what more could you possibly want? But yeah, dude, great, great to have you uh, in this community. I, I, I really, I really mean that you are of such an incredible voice. I'm happy to have you uh, join us. Honestly, I, I, it's a big deal for me because you know this is a new show. We didn't. Zemi and I were like, yeah, we're going to do a limited run. We, we don't think it's going to hit with everyone. And it turns out that people really dig it. So, um, welcome to the team. Thank you for joining us. Zemi Games, you got a lot going on uh, besides a PlayStation 5, besides working your side gig, besides being just an incredible panel member on this show and, of course, the Xbox Factor podcast on Thursdays, you run a little site. And I say that, and I, and I shouldn't even say that. He runs a gaming site that is not only incredible, not only does it have some new voices in the community as writers, what, this is a site that takes gaming journalism to its core and he does it in the way that we expect it's done with class it's done precision and it's called the constantgamer.com tell everyone about that zemi yeah absolutely so the constantgamer.com is basically a website like ign like kotaku like gamespot all those sites uh but the but the biggest difference is that we're we're more objective and we're more fact focused right and in a lot of these sites you'll you'll read an article and 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 embedded in with the facts there are also the author's opinions and usually those opinions are to try to sway you to believe the way that they want you to believe right and uh constant gamer is completely different in that sense we're not like that we give you exactly just what you're after the actual facts of what is occurring and you know in, in gaming news and, and and really nothing beyond that uh we might put you know our opinion uh explicitly labeled as your opinion down at the bottom of the article but um it, it's a huge difference um in addition to uh, that more objective reporting for gaming news and just, you know, uh, different things happening in the industry. Uh, we also do uh, game reviews and we have a community section where we post quizzes uh, and uh, a lot of uh, new and exciting announcements will be coming here in the next couple of weeks. Uh, so if you haven't checked it out, definitely go to constantgamer.com, check out some of our articles, see, you know, uh, if there's anything that you like, you know, see if you like our more uh, objective reporting. And if you do, you know, follow us, um, you know, check out the site relatively often and if you're interested in you know being a part of constantgamer.com and writing those objective factual 
you know, articles that we really, you know, the, like the old school gaming reporting that we really don't see very often anymore. Um, just click on the contact us button and then click on the button that says join the team, fill out a short little application, and I will definitely be in touch to, you know, getting you on the writing team, man. Um, but yeah, boom, this has been an amazing show. Uh, but now I have a dilemma. Do I go and take a nap or <laughs> do I start Detroit become human? question mark Ooh. i don't know I, you know what i mean you, you can always hard. sleep when you're dead right that's what that's, they say so yeah. i mean why right. not go and start listen uh, again i know this is an xbox show i actually think detroit become human folks remember you heard it here on the xbox one and one that is coming and not only is it going to be re release on the xbox it's day one in game pass I'm not saying I heard anything. I'm saying that expect Detroit become human, a PlayStation exclusive coming over, dropping into Game Pass day one. Take it to the bank. We'll revisit this when it happens. And of course, I want flowers and accolades thrown my way. That's all I'm <laughs> going to say about it. But yeah, it's it's a fact, dude. It's it's one of their best work. It is so good, and it's so yeah, incredible. Quantum looking. Dream, just, just, just them, like, like Heavy Rain, uh, Beyond Two Souls, like they're just a fantastic developer. They tell like, incredible developer. stories, absolutely, very, very powerful stories. But listen, folks, thank you so much for being here. Um, again, please hit the like button on your way out. Uh, definitely subscribe if you didn't. And of course, I'm going to close out the show with something that's one more super chat. Oh, oh, yes. Okay, we did have one more super chat, and it comes. Oh, wow, Paul Grant. Paul, thank you so much for the super ch super chat of two dollars. But it's what you said that's even more impressive. He says you're killing it with all the content boom. Well, thank you for that, dude. I'm glad that you are enjoying it, and thank you for the support. But of course, I'll close out the show with something that's important to me. One day it'll be important to you. I can tell you that, and it's something that my dad taught us when we were kids, and I've lived with it ever since. He said, "Son, treat others how you want to be treated, and also it doesn't cost anything to be nice." You live by those rules, and I can guarantee you, you're going to have an awesome day. So take care, everyone, and we'll see you next week on the newest episode of Xbox One-on-One. -on -One.